Welcome back to the Silver and Black Pridecast. Today we're going to be featuring a special guest. His name is Oni Amoye. He was on the Raiders offseason and in their practice squad for a couple of seasons, 2016 and 2017. And he was most recently in the now defunct Alliance of American Football. Oni, uh, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Levi. No problem. Am I, am I pronouncing your name correctly? Uh, Oni Amoyla. Last name is Amoyla. Yeah. Oh, Amoyla. I've always uh, given it, it like it has a, a, it has a French record. So all uh, right. And it's a bit, yeah. So yeah, it's Amoyla. Okay, perfect. So, um, well, I mean, the last time that we saw you in Oakland uh, was in the in the twenty in twenty seventeen, and since then you've kind of been, uh, well, you've been bouncing around a lot of practice squads, which uh, a lot of NFL fans may not realize just how common that story. Can be. There's a lot of guys that they know, but a lot more guys that they that uh, can make a career in the NFL, uh, whether it be practice squads or you know fringe roster guys and whatnot. What has that experience been like for you over the, over the last couple of years, uh, bouncing around to the various practice squads? So I mean, it's it's not exactly very glamorous. I know most people see football, they see the big stars, and even the guys who are just not even the guys who are just relative journeymen, and that's that's kind of what we are. But even on a bit of a, it's a bit of an even tighter scale. We're just bouncing around, hoping that our next team we can show them what we've got, and that hopefully, even if it doesn't work out there, because I mean, there's just some situations, say like one position group stack with multiple Pro Bowlers, all pros, which is what kind of what happened. When I was with Oakland, it's just that's, the O line was amazing the couple of years I was there and I never really got that much of an opportunity but that's the deal for a large portion of the guys especially for somebody who's in drafted like me so we find a we find a way to make a living somehow and I'm even even though it's a bit inconsistent a bit like it's a bit sporadic like I I still would rather be doing this than everything because playing football is a childhood dream for me and being able to play it professionally is amazing to be honest especially compared to what i'd be doing in the as an alternative yeah it's one of those counter blessings types of things i'm sure i would love to i mean it's like for instance you know you you think of hollywood they have all the stars all the names you know but they're behind them there is an army of working actors that just that that they make a living Doing what they love to do, and uh, exactly, I it's and pretty similar. Of, I actually have actually have a cousin who got his first break, who's got his first big break on a show on CBS. So it, it took him many years to get that, and just you just hope that eventually you get that one big opportunity or one big break, you make the most out of it, and that can catapult you into where you want to be. Has there been a time in the last few years where you where you really felt like? This was the one. This this was the. Um, I know how how close it can get sometimes, and, and you feel like um, this is the opportunity. You know, the, the there's a position on this team. They seem to like me, and then it just didn't work out. Uh, I guess my, my time with Cincinnati might fall down under that. I felt. I mean, part of it was just kind of just got pushed out because center growing going into that season was a big priority they ended up spending a draft pick 
a high draft pick, a first rounder, I think, on I can't remember his name. He went to Ohio State. And then I I ended up getting let go in the in, the, in before OTAs had even begun. Mm. Uh that was that was if I could say it, that was probably the most frustrating time of my career at that point. Because then I, I just wasn't sure what to do. I, I decided to I decided I ended up talking to my family about it. That was probably the closest I can to stopping, but we decided to give it one more year and hope for something good. The pitch for the Steelers ended up signing me for training camp, even though I came on pretty late. I came on after I think the first preseason game. I didn't get that much of an opportunity, but I felt like I made the most out of what I did get. And then that parlayed later. Dallas, who had actually found me coming out of college, coming out of college, ended up signing me on peace button. Personally, that was a dream for me because I grew up a Cowboys fan. So, yeah, those five weeks I was with them was, was uh, every every day I was waking up with a big grin on my face. <laughs> Couldn't really believe it was real. I mean, I, and towards the end, it's just one step, once he finished up in the playoffs, I kind of had to make a decision because I, I'm not 100% sure if they were willing to sell me back from Peace Club or not. But even regardless of that, I just I was thinking back to what happened with Cincy, and I realized I needed a max. I have to maximize the time mm. and maximize my earnings from doing this that I can. So, going to the AAF, who I was actually signed with the AAF and allocated to Memphis, I was one of the first people to sign. But then the opportunity with Dallas came up, and I, I decided I got to take what's right in front of me right now, and hopefully. I, they considered they considered taking me back, and they actually ended up doing that almost immediately, which caught me off guard. Even though they were two, they were two, they were two weeks deep in the training camp. I was only there for about the last week, but they like what they saw in me. I ended up making the team, and I was ended, I was playing with them for through the eight games we did play. Even though it wasn't, I was. I was penciled in as a starter initially, but I mean, once you leave and they weren't exactly sure if I was coming back or not, I don't blame them for going out and signing somebody else. So even though I was, uh, I was, uh, I was active, but I was, I wasn't starting, but even then I still got plenty of opportunities to play because that's just the nature of the game. Those guys are going to go down. You got to be ready for your opportunity. So you said that you had already signed with the AAF. When did they start? When did they approach you, or did you approach them? Um, when, when did that happen? How did that come about? My agent told me about it shortly after I was let go from uh, Cincy, which was which was or on in May, and I thought about it. And I figured, yeah, I, I might I might as well just so I know I actually I I know I have somewhere to go and I'll have somewhere to play the season. I mean, obviously, he was, we were still training, helping somebody would call us during the season, and I'm up working out that way. But I felt like it was a solid opportunity to actually get some real playing time because I hadn't, it's outside of preseason games, I hadn't really seen any action at all. Plus, I'd be able, I'd be earning some, I'd be earning a decent amount of money, which, AF contracts were uh, probably comparable per game to NFL Peace Club contracts. So hmm. the, the money, the sound, the money was was bad. So that that uh, helped push my decision to go to that league. 
And I, I don't regret it. It's just, I just hate how it all ended. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it's how it all ended. I mean, uh, we've seen some of the stories. You personally have your own bit of a story there. I mean, you, you, no, got, you, I, had, a con- you had a concussion you were dealing with, first and foremost. Yeah. I was gonna say, what difficulties have you been have you gone through since this news came down? So I so our last game we ended up playing against the uh, Apollos. I was I, I was actually slated to start that game, but towards the end of the first quarter, I um I took a shot to my jaw, and at first at first I it was, I thought it was just an old punch, but I guess one of my teammates told me my my eyes were looking funny, but I was all right. And I tried to keep playing through it, but as the drive went on, it got worse. And um, I think that drive ended on interception, and Johnny had hurt his head. So I went down to go check on him. And when I went down, I just it just all hit me at once. I, I uh, my my eyes were real sensitive to light, just general dizziness, nausea. They took me in. Uh, they diagnosed me with a mild concussion. So the past the, the two couple of days. After that game, I was just at home. I, I couldn't really go outside because the light was bothering me too much. And then um, at Tuesday, I go in for my daily checkup. And then I I remember I, I didn't even real I didn't. One of my friends tweeted it to me about how the league was suspending operations. So I was confused about that. So I went back to the facility and I see everyone like getting out of the meetings. I guess they just told them, hey, the league's starting out football operations. And then I got home. And we got home waiting for more news. And then we were told we had to leave by the following morning. So we, we couldn't stay in our hotels anymore. Some people had their stuff thrown out of their rooms in the hotel lobby. Mm. And some guys, one, one of our guys was from New York, and he had he had he had to drive 17 hours. I, I was lucky; I only had to drive about seven seven hours 30 minutes or something. But I'm still driving it with concussion symptoms, which is yeah. very dangerous. And I probably shouldn't have done it, but I mean, I felt like I didn't have a choice, so I I toughed it out. I ended up making one piece, but and like obviously, I'm sure you've seen Newton. We weren't financially compensated for it. we i mean we got our pay from our last game but that's it we obviously didn't get anything for the last couple of games guys had to pay for their own flights it's it just very poorly handled and it left a bad taste in my mouth i had heard it some some one of the guys um had suffered like an acl tear or something in the final game and basically he's just kind of hung out to dry as far as rehabilitation oh, yeah. is concerned our, yeah, our ins- our insurance uh, it didn't end immediately, but it ends I think at the end of this month. Um, if you filed a workers' comp claim, then you're okay. But not everyone did that because they didn't think they would need it. I thought the team's insurance would cover them. So it, it, it's it was a re- it's a really awful situation. It left a really bad taste in my mouth because even because. I, I was willing. There was a there was a decent bit of dysfunction in the league, but I mean, it's it was they're in their inaugural season, so it, it's going to happen, and mm. you could tolerate you could tolerate it to an extent. But just just the way that all ended, like, I mean, I, I I felt I mean I know it wasn't totally in their control with um with uh Polian and Eversol, especially once they had seated uh. 
especially towards the beginning of the season when they had sold the league to uh, Dundon, which I, I can't really, but just to go from, I had, I had a lot of hope really from when I, when we, they had talked to us at the end of training camp and just, it felt honestly, it felt like a lot of it was just the trade. I mean, I can't, I know the financial aspect of it is it's completely out of our hands, but, if, if they're going to go through with that, I just wish they, there had been a bit more planning because it, it was, because obviously there's been multiple other leagues like this, spring leagues that have started to function. You'd think they'd have an exit strategy if that were the case, but clearly not. Yeah, I think I was in the same boat as far as I remember when the league first formed. Um, I, I had really high hopes for it. And it was honestly the first time I've ever had high hopes for a, for like a D league um, type of um, situation, non-football league. Everything I saw about it seemed uh, very hopeful. I had heard that like the main problem from the uh, from their perspective, Dundons especially, was the fact that they were trying to get the NFLPA to get on board with this. And once the, that they found out that they weren't going to be on board, just shut it down. What was your uh, What was your experience in that? Did you see any of that? I, mean, I have. I don't have total concrete information. I'm just just speculating a tiny bit. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, Pullian and Neversaw have gone over from the jump that they were they wanted to develop this eventually to get to that point, but they realized it would take some time. Mm-hmm. And I guess their timetable and uh, Dundon's, I guess, just didn't align. And especially since he had become the majority owner, since he had effectively bought the league is where obviously is is the, is the law at the end of the day but i mean that that's that's always been a problem for leagues like this just general this general funding because i mean they're obviously going to run at a loss at first but it's are people really in that and that's where just the, i guess the difference in passion comes from just because you'd think that you'd make it over the hump at some point but I guess they weren't aligned in that respect. Well, the the thing is about it being like a, a like the, their hopes, and they were very vocal about this. I remember Polian talking about this on TV, talking about how like they were making no, making it very clear what the intention of what th- what their intention was. Their intention was to ultimately be a, a D league, a developmental league for the NFL. And the odd thing is, is that it seems in some regard that it kind of worked. I mean, because you see, right, like there are a lot yeah. of players right now that are being signed. There are. Funds. I think I saw, I think I saw a tweet that said about 30 something guys had been mm-hmm. signed. Now you could argue how many of guys will make the opening day, but I'm sure at least a couple of those guys, a, a couple of guys would. And just that alone shows like the, the quality of players in there and the, reason for that league existing was to develop those to develop those guys in a situation they might not have had if they're just sitting on a peace squad or something because the thing with football is it doesn't it doesn't quite have the international appeal something like soccer or basketball has so there's not there's not an immediate immediately attractive op, professional option if you're not in the NFL and that and like that kind of pinches the pool of the players getting quality playing time down to just the league. So I think something like that could and should exist. It's just 
my 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 guess is it probably would have to have NFL backing to some degree or a lot of financial muscle behind it to sustain it early on. Or, you know, along with that financial, that financial backing being um, patience, you know, because right. clearly Dundon didn't want to ride out the rough time in, you know, for hopes that things would come together and down also, the road. Also, going a bit on the speculation that there's also been talk that he might have not had the best intentions in that regard. But I, I'm not going to say too much on that, but because I don't have concrete proof, but. You just you just don't know, but just look that for that that's the obvious reason. It's just the conflict of passion in that regard and belief in the product. So we're talking about like some of the success stories that might have come out of that. I mean, do you have any like favorite success stories, guys that you saw that went from getting like no looks by the NFL to just really taking off in the AAF and and uh, in? Uh, for our team. I think Reese Reese Horn. He he was playing ball internationally, and he came back to the states to play in this league. And towards the end of the and, to, and towards the end of the season, he was really tearing it up. And I hope somebody at least picks him up for a camp invite. We also had Zach, uh, Zach Stacy, who had been in the league for a bit. He just got bounced out because of injuries, but he was doing well as well. So uh, at least from my perspective. From my, from our team in Memphis, I hope some of our guys get licks. I know uh, Carter Schultz from from Salt Lake, who I played against in college. You and I, he signed with the Vikings, I think. Gilbert, who is statistically the best QB, I think, in the AF, he signed with the Browns, and he, I feel, I feel like he's one of the guys who has the best shot to make an opening day roster. So there's plenty of guys who. The the, the 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 purpose of the league clearly as they had hoped it, it panned out but just other factors weren't there to keep it going but i'm glad in, in its sort of existence that it, it managed to propel some guys to where they wanted to be yeah it's just a shame that i mean it only they only need it it's only a 10 10 game regular season all they needed to do was hang in for a couple more games and then of course a couple of playoff games and yeah if, if, if it had if it happened at the end of the year it, it, I mean, it would still obviously suck, but I, I'd feel a bit better about it. But just, you, you just, when you're that close, you don't even let the teams who are in position the playoffs to play it out. Mm-hmm. It, it just, as a competitor, it left a bad taste on my mouth. And yeah, we were out of it, but I really felt for the guys who were, for the teams that were really in playoff position and they didn't get a chance to play it out. So. Because because at the end of the day, even if you're even if everybody is is in this initially for selfish reasons to to raise their own star, once you get in that team dynamic, I mean, you still want to win. You still want to still want to raise some kind of trophy at the end of it all. Right. Obviously, as I just said, like from a competitor standpoint, it just it just it left a bad taste in my mouth. And I was on I was on the teams who were firmly out of. I couldn't imagine if I was on the teams who were in playoff position. As far as your personal um, prospects, have you uh, since the league folded? Have you got any any I don't know any inkling that you might find your way into a an off season roster? Well, I did. I am coming fresh off concussion, so my probably will make some teams wary. But I feel like I feel like down the line, especially once training camp rolls around, because guys drop like flies around that time of that that time of the year. I feel like I'll at least get a shot 
and I felt like I've put I put out good enough film for teams to at least warrant having another look at me because I've, I've still got uh, because because of how they changed the rules for P squad eligibility, I still effectively have two years, and being a guy on the interior who can play all three positions is I think is pretty valuable. So hopefully, I end up getting a call down the line. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think if, if nothing else, you see these guys that go to the, into the AAF, it just shows that they're, I know they're not, they're willing to do whatever it takes to keep the NFL dream alive and to, and to show teams that they're, that they can, they can still play and that and say, Hey, I'm still here. Because I think that might be one of the biggest problems is just guys fall through the cracks. You kind of forget yep. they exist in some weird regard i mean i I remember this last stop last season like cj anderson i always thought was a pretty good example this last season um he just kind of was like like nowhere to be found all of a sudden as far as like on the radar for nfl teams and all of a sudden he the raiders signed him for a couple of days and you're like cj anderson was out there this whole time (laughs) and then he goes on and has a fantastic postseason with the rams and he looks just amazing and now he gets another their contract it's just it's a crazy crazy league yep, there's, there's there's plenty of guys who can play who just need the opportunity who just need the opportunity and a league like the aaf was was a, was a perfect example for for some guys like that because just between just between the draft just between free agency a lot of guys who are good enough just end up getting pushed out for reasons that are not completely in their control and giving them at least a shot to, pr- to prove themselves to get back in it is it just it just feels right to me. Well, the the next step is the this XFL thing. I wonder, wonder what, who's going to be end up playing in that. <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard I've heard the from what I've heard I've heard the party there, but and uh, Oliver Luck I think is the commissioner. I think Andrew Luck's dad. So oh oh yeah, I'll, I've I've tried. I I don't know what. I, the last I checked, I, I know they're experimenting with rules with the spring league going out and uh, going down in uh, Texas right now. But I, I'm not sure what, at what part of the process they are in that league. And but I uh, but if uh, I'd be willing to get in contact with them. So at the end of the day, I'm just trying to keep playing pro ball as long as I can and get as much as I can out of it. So what are your um, what are your immediate plans as far as the, you know this the next couple months. Well, for the, for these couple of weeks, I wanted the rest because obviously I just came off concussion. I've been playing when you combine what I did with the Cowboys for five weeks and then immediately hopping into a, a training camp and then another season. I've played mm. almost effectively yeah. a full season of football, so I just I just need to relax a bit, let my get my let my body get back under its feet, and then I'll start um. In, in May, I'll start kicking into high gear in terms of training because that's when teams are going to be heading into phase two of off-season training and then eventually in the OTAs. So I need to be in great shape in case I did get a call at that point. So uh, you, uh, you're, what, you're Coleccio Semele's cousin, right? Yes. We're, we're, we're dis- it's distant, but we are related. And Yeah, he did get traded to the Jets uh, a few weeks ago, which – for a selfish reason, I'd be—I can actually go see him play if 
if I'm not picked up by them with me and my family, since my sister lives in Philadelphia, it lives near Philadelphia. So it's not that far of a drive to New York. Do you get a, do you, do you talk to him much? Have you talked to him much since, or any since the, since he's headed to New York? I try to get in contact with him occasionally. I I try not to bother much, too much during the, during the season, but in the off season, I'll try to get into contact with him. It's always good to have a contact with somebody who's uh, who's also making their way through pro football, and uh, you guys can you know bounce ideas off each other or whatnot. But thank you very much for joining me on the on the Silver and Black Pridecast. Uh, it was a, it was a great conversation. It was great to catch up with you and uh, talk about the you know your experience in the league and the AAF. And I hope you're able to uh, fight your way back onto an off season roster, training camp, and get another shot. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> having me on yeah absolutely um thanks for thanks for coming on and uh uh, best of luck with everything thank you again i'd like to i'd like to thank oni amoyle for joining me on the silver and black pride cast and sharing his experience in the nfl and in the alliance of american football now uh the now defunct alliance of american football and thanks again to all of you out there listening to the silver and black pride cast